afternoon, Fabcasters. This is Arbar coming to you live on the drive time. Coming from a long weekend. Took my family and uh, extended family, longtime listeners, my nephews, up to Washington, D.C. for a little, little family trip, little historical, a lot of memories, but also learning about the, the history of our nation. So we visited the, the Pentagon, we visited the Capitol building, we visited... Uh, the best part, uh, what, what I think was the end of the tour, we visited President George Washington, first president of the U.S. We visited his estate at Mount Vernon. And originally I thought it was just visiting his grave because that's what I wanted to see. But his house was, I mean, there was a whole tour. You could spend a whole day at Mount Vernon and still not see and soak up everything that there is. So I want to tell you what was so significant in this trip for me was that he, I mean, he was the man. In fact, he was so selfless and so courageous in battle and such a strategic thinker, but also able to deliver on, on the, as a tactical commander on the battlefield that people elevated him. They wanted him to be the king of, of you know, of the United States. but. Uh, he actually relinquished power as the general, gave it back to the people where he believed it belonged. And then he became, um, shortly afterwards, became president, the first president of the United States. Um, and then in the Capitol building on the ceiling of that place, they showed us that he is depicted as a god, as a god surrounded by um, maidens up there. It was just crazy, but he would, he would have never wanted that. So what's most interesting to me out of the whole tour at his house was that he gave, according to the tour guide, he gave specific instructions for his family on how he wanted to be buried, where he wanted to be buried. That was on Mount Vernon in his estate, um, next to his wife, Martha. And then above, above there were, where their bodies are held in these um, above ground little uh, casket, tombstone, whatever you call them, is John 11, 25 through 26. It's a Bible verse. And uh, the, the Bible verse is, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he dies, will live. That's amazing. And I, I was thinking about the implications of talking about the resurrection. I mean, that's what I want on my tombstone. If I were to have one, I think I'm going to be sprinkled over the ocean or something like that. But... In any case, if I want to send out a message, this is what I, when I do funerals, when I do memorials, I talk about this, this passage. Because it's sort of, because the talking about the resurrection, especially because that's Jesus, the one talking there, um, it sort of pushes all mm, reluctancy to the side for a moment. Like, so my, one of my good buddies is said, hey, I'm going to go witness to my family and uh, I'm going to drive a long way and and they're going to ask me questions about the Bible and if their light, if their particular lifestyle is sinful or not. They're, I know they're going to ask that. And so, what would be your advice? And so, and I said, um, well, I think the greater question is to ask anybody, really. And, and I'm not fearless in this. Okay, I, I, I don't just straight up talk to everybody about this. Sometimes I. I want to engage in, in relationship building first and foremost uh, before I pop these questions. But for every conversation, I always end up, want to end up or start here 
and that's the resurrection of Christ. So let's just say someone came up and said, hey, um, is my lifestyle, what is your church, what does your Bible think about my lifestyle? Okay, and you fill in the blank, whatever it is. My response now would be, well, can I just ask you a question? And uh, what do you think about the resurrection of Jesus Christ? No, honestly, like as a historical um, documented event, if it's true, and Josephus, the secular uh, Jewish historian, and if, if all these other stories of a Jewish carpenter dying on a cross and raising from the dead, if that's true, we're kind of stuck with what, with him. And then we have to do whatever he says, whatever it is. So let's just start there first and then talk about your lifestyle later on. Whether you want to do drugs or whether you want to sleep with X amount of people or whether or not you want to watch certain movies. Like, who cares about that stuff? If we first haven't really settled in our hearts whether or not Jesus raised from the dead. So, if Jesus raised from the dead, if he, if he resurrected like this verse says that's over President Washington's grave, then we have to do whatever he says. And our whole life should be about finding out what he said so we can go follow it and implement it in our lives. But if he didn't raise from the dead, and I don't believe that, then why would I care? Why, why would I care what he taught or what a certain church teaches? I would just do, I'd just do what, I what I want to do. So all of that was cycling through my mind as I was looking at this grave. And I thought to myself, this, man, there are some huge implications here. This verse is, is immense. Uh, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he dies, will live. And then he resurrects, right? He, the story is told that he resurrects from the dead and he was witnessed by over uh, 500 people in 1 Corinthians. And then he ascends into heaven. Like I, if that's true, and I believe it is, then I got no other choice but to follow him. And then if, I, if I'm steeped in, in a, certain, a certain lifestyle, like who cares, I would change it because he, the dude that resurrected from the dead told me I gotta change it. And so now let me, let me just bring this to myself. I mean, there are, certain, there are a lot of things that I need to repent from. And uh, even as I'm thinking about it right now, like this morning I put this picture of my son in my pocket and I implemented something today where I just, I whip it out. I was in a, I was in a, a meeting today, a division meeting at my work where the boss was talking to everybody and when someone else was talking I just whipped out my picture and I started staring at my son and, and uh, I was thinking, Lord, I need to repent in this area. I've been responding to my son with shaming him instead of giving him and extending grace to him. And I almost started crying right there in the room. I, I, actually, my eyes got kind of watery. But because of the resurrected Lord, I not only need to repent from provoking my child to anger, which I confess, that's what I've been doing. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. But now I know that I can parent perfectly because this resurrected guy, Jesus, says he lives in me. And that's weird to me, right? That's so weird that a real man really resurrected and he says he really lives in me that he's empowering me this is Romans 8 now 
and he's empowering me to live the spirit-filled life. The spirit of Christ lives in me. And if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead also lives in me, he gives life to my mortal body, my, my dying, decaying body, there's nothing I can say that I can't do. There is nothing that exists that says, well, I, parenting is just too hard and I'm always gonna shame my son. No, it's because he resurrected. I could allow him to love my son through me. I never ever again from this day forward need to shame my son. And I, I don't even need to think in terms of, well, I might, you know, I, I, might, I might fail. I don't even need to think like that anymore. Because he resurrected, I can say, thank God that you resurrect. Thank God that you empower me. Thank God that you can extend grace to my son through me. And thank you. So, the resurrected Lord, and we usually don't hear about this around until around April, but man, I think the resurrection's making a comeback. Let's do it. Let's talk about it all the time. And when people want to trap you in a corner and say, what does your Bible, what does your church teach about my lifestyle? Just turn it right back around. Turn it right back around on them and you say, well, can I ask you a question first? What do you think about the resurrection? Because if the resurrection is true, then we're stuck with them. We got to do what he says. But if it's not true, then carry on, my friend. Do whatever you feels good. But of course we do this in love. All right. This is Arbar signing off, talking about George Washington and the resurrection. Talk to you guys later. Peace.